Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. In the late 1930s, Dr. Werner Best, Nazi Gestapo's second-in-command, said, as a rule, we have to assume that firearms in the hands of Jews represent a considerable danger to the German people. The confiscation of guns from Jews soon followed. And as a result, 8 million Jews, gypsies, and other undesirables, disarmed and unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated in the gas chambers of Nazi concentration camps. After all, it was Hitler himself who said to conquer a nation, you must disarm its citizens. And of course, we know that's fact. In that case, a false crisis was created to permit the oppression and murder of one group of citizens supporting the agenda of an evil government. There always has been a scapegoat to obscure the identity of the true villains and an armed group of government enforcers to carry out the orders. In the United States, we traditionally left law enforcement to local entities. The FBI has traditionally been the only national law enforcement agency to investigate federal crimes and arrest their perpetrators, often with minimal assistance from the bureaucratic agencies. In the past several decades, especially after the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001, there has been a consistent expansion of military-trained and equipped agency bureaucrats. The obvious result is a serious increase in the number of paramilitary enforcement units under different agency flags who are infused with an aggressive shoot 'em up Rambo mentality. In addition, numerous Supreme Court decisions have diminished individual due process rights guaranteed by the Bill of Rights by allowing the unconstitutional search and seizure of private property denial of speedy trial, denial of habeas corpus, red flag laws, and the use of extortion and blackmail by law enforcement to force compliance. What could possibly go wrong with all that? And that's the question. 
So I'm all going to give you all a hint by reading a few, few paragraphs from a book that should be on every Patriot's reading list. That book is Beware Sleeping Dragons by T.J. Reader. And here's the quote. Men in black blew my front door off the hinges, followed with flashbang grenades. As they charged inside, they were met by my two Akitas, who apparently took down the first two raiders through the door. Not one member of the raid party ever identified themselves as law enforcement officers. In the confusion, my wife Dawn had time to wake up and hear her dogs being shot to death by silenced weapons. She flew out of bed and grabbed the first rifle she could lay her hands on, which was my Springfield MYNA Scout loaded with full metal jacket rounds. Using her training to take cover and seeing a knot of scary looking thugs who had just killed her dogs, she opened fire with a full 20 round magazine right into the middle of the pack. They were wearing body armor. She was wearing a nightgown. When the smoke cleared and the lights turned on, Dawn and the dogs were all dead. Four of the raid party were dead and six more were wounded. After our commercial break, we'll be back with my guest on Freedom Forum Radio, Wayne Jerry Hawkins, who had his own personal encounter with the men in the We're back with Jerry Hawkins, and thank you, Jerry, for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Dr. Dan, thank you very much for having me. This is a great opportunity, and I appreciate it. Well, I want to tell people about you first, Jerry. You are 56 years old. You've been married to your wife, Kathy, since 1988 with three children. You served in the U.S. military in 1986, four years as a 33Q with an honorable discharge. He served an additional four years uh, in 1992 uh, as a 14D with another honorable discharge. And you're saying here throughout your adult life, you have been in manufacturing as a maintenance manager, department manager, operations manager, and general manager. After your manufacturing career, you went into industrial construction in positions from quality control inspector to quality assurance manager on large-scale power plants, refinery, and chemical, chemical plant constructions. So it seems, seems to me here that you've had some incredible good experience in the military and in the manufacturing process. In 2017, you began a home-based business selling sporting goods online, including filters, firearm parts, cleaning supplies, and accessories. Your wife, Kathy, is a home-based aromatherapy uh, businesswoman providing consultation and custom-blended essential oils for health and wellness. In, 19, in 2019, you guys started the Cluster Flock Farm with the goal of preserving heritage-bred animals and plants free of genetic and biological alteration. You endeavor to concentrate on the preservation of species 
on the endangered list or on the watch list. And currently you raise turkeys, ducks, rabbits, and chickens. So, Jerry Hawkins, you've had an exemplary career, one that you should be very proud of. And I know you sure you have a wonderful life. You have a wonderful uh, family. Um, and you've gone ahead and used the American, American dream to go into business for yourself. So here is your opportunity. And I want you to tell me, I know you had an encounter with the men in black. So I want you to tell me how did it all begin? What started the ball rolling? All right. Uh, again, thank you for having me on. On April the 14th of 2021, uh, the ATF and several other agencies raided our home. The raid began in the pre-dawn hours, about six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was out back taking the dogs out to use the restroom and do their business. My wife happened to still be in bed that morning. Several, and of course it was dark, uh, armed agents drew down on me in the backyard. At the same time, another five or six agents were busting through the front door. Uh, my wife heard the commotion. She got up and came to the front door thinking it was one of the animals or me. Now, while I was in the backyard, they disarmed me. I had my 45 on my hip. Um, they had me put it on the ground. They cuffed me and walked me around to the front where the armored vehicles were sitting. The same thing happened to my wife. They didn't cuff her, but they took her out to the armored vehicles through the front door. Now, they did not shoot any of our dogs. They allowed us to crate our dogs. Once they got us to the armored vehicles, of course, they kept us separate. They wouldn't show me the warrant. They did say they had a warrant. When, when they shined the flashlight in my eyes and drew down on me, um, they identified themselves finally, but as they were all screaming, it's hard to understand what they're saying. But we got that cleared up. They were ATF. They said they had a warrant, so I complied. After they handcuffed me, had my wife at the armored vehicles, droves of other vehicles began pouring in. Somewhere between 60 and 80 agents were going through, of our, going through our house for over eight hours that day. They used two or three armored vehicles. They had drones, helicopters, box trucks, dozens and dozens of other vehicles. So over the next eight hours, my wife and I were kept under armed guard they started moving in the house and they continually, continuously asked us, where's the gold? Part of our investments in our retirement, we had precious metals in the house. They knew this from apparent surveillance of my transactions previously. So over the next eight hours, they took all of our precious metals. They had wiped out our bank accounts previously. I guess the night before. They did not take a single firearm, but they took the electronics. They took my wife's business computers. They took all of my computers, cell phones, tablets, any uh, external hard drives, jump drives, all of that. They took the uh, hard drive from my security system. 
After several hours, I was finally allowed to see the warrant after repeatedly asking to see the warrant. At that point in time, I was told by the special agent in charge that it had been decided that all solvent traps are silencers. Now, that is contrary to a 2016 letter issued by the ATF that uh, said that as long as it does not allow a bullet to pass through it, a solvent trap is a completely legal and unregulated device. So after eight or so hours, they finally left. Um, again, it was just swarms. They took all of the money. They actually, as they were leaving, took rolls of quarters, dimes, and nickels off of one of the bookshelves, but left the pennies. So they finally left. And my wife and I are thinking, this is easy enough to resolve. They're wrong. We were not manufacturing illegal silencers. We noticed later on that part of what they took was other filter items. I sold a line of particulate filters. I had uh, rainwater collection filters. They took filters off my downspouts on my gutter system and wrote them down as illegal silencers. They took the oil filters from the freeze dryer system I have and wrote them down as illegal firearms. They took an inline garden hose filter that I had and cataloged it as an illegal firearm silencer. Okay, so they leave and we're, we're just almost dumbfounded at the amount of force they use to raid us. So we figured, okay, according to the Civil Asset Forfeiture Reform Act, Within 60 days, they have to file a civil lawsuit for the forfeiture or file criminal charges. We thought it would be resolved quickly without any issues because they're 100% in the wrong on this. It seemed apparent from the raid, they only took the filter parts as a pretext so they could take the money. They didn't ask about the firearms. They didn't ask about the filters. They wanted to know where the money was. They asked over and over and over again. All right, so they leave. And of course, we hire a lawyer and start going through the whole process. To date, now this is after two and a half years of investigation, there are no charges. There are no charges pending. There are no criminal charges. The Department of Justice filed their first civil suit on July 30th, 2021. Now that was past the 60 day deadline. So according to law, they were already supposed to return our property because they still maintain our life savings, our investments, all of our bank accounts. They completely wiped everything out up to leaving us a few handfuls of pennies. They've got my business completely shut down. They seized my website. They took my wife's business computers that have years of research, case studies, all her certifications, and they still have not returned any of that. Now, on July 29th, we filed a motion to have certain of the precious metals returned that were easily identified as being before I started the business. 
which means they were not part of the search and seizure warrant. On October the 25th, 21, the motion for the silver return was dismissed because it can be argued in the civil case. On August 24th, the Department of Justice requested that we allow them a stay on the case. We refused. On August the 26th, the Department of Justice filed a motion to stay in the court. The same day, without any consultation from our lawyer, the judge granted them an indefinite stay on the civil suit, meaning it can't go to court. Okay. So, tried to, yes, so, so let me talk to you about a few things. Um, this, I mean, when I hear a story like this, it is extremely troubling to me. Um, you have to be concerned in a country in which bureaucrats, people who should be making rules and regulations that can be in some places and sometimes fought, when those people have the power to have a paramilitary force to, to go around the country and enforce the rules and regulations themselves, that is about as close to a dictatorship as you can possibly get. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss of words because I cannot imagine what must have been going through your mind on that morning. And I want to drop back a bit to that. You're leading a really wonderful life. I mean, you've done great things in your life. You're obviously an intelligent person. And you put your intelligence uh, and your wife's intelligence to work, making a living, raising a family, doing everything that you're supposed to do. Uh, and you're very inventive about it. I mean, look at the, you're the solving traps in a garden hose. Well, that's a great idea, isn't it? How about in downspouts and, you know, water collection systems? Another great idea and something definitely needed. And you've carefully gone about your investments so that you had a nest egg and a home and everything else in order to live out the rest of your life. And then all of a sudden, one morning, standing before you are government thugs in military military armor armed confronting you in your own yard what went through your mind at that moment well to be honest with you dr dan my wife and i both had a peace about it uh the, the, the lord just gave us peace we didn't get agitated because i knew any mistake could result in catastrophic consequences and had they killed us they get to write their own story so any action taken would have been in vain. And, and the Lord just gave us a piece about it. Um, we stood by, we let them do what they were going to do because nothing I could say would have changed what they're going to do. So we stood by, we let them do what they were going to do. Um, you know, the SWAT teams coming in the door were shaking. So of course we did not want to provoke any accidents, let's say. 
whether you know some people may have wanted to or not. So it was going through my mind again as I started my company. I knew that the ATF was watching solvent traps, so I was very careful to make sure everything was public. And I guess in the back of my mind, something like this could happen. I did not believe it would because everything I was doing was in strict accordance with the law as it's written. Yes, it was nerve wracking. It was traumatic, but we also had a piece about it. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Yeah, everything gonna be 